ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes and friends in the family. Yes, even foes and friends uh, in the uh, family, and uh, some who are not even in the family, and uh, to the standing between the living and the dead prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, uh, service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 587, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single, true, non-fiction story, of course, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. I thank God for the first coming of Jesus Christ, uh, big time, but I thank God that he's coming again as well. He is my blessed hope. I would encourage you not to get all bogged down with what's going on down here. There's a divine reset that is afoot. And as the old saints used to say, everything is going to be all right. Today, beloved, we're reading Proverbs chapter 9, verses 11 through 18. Shall we pray together? Don't look at me pray. Don't watch me pray. Don't listen to me pray. I know some of you are already sitting in your easy chair with your green tea or your yerba mate tea or whatever, and you you you're relaxing. But this is a workman's and a workwoman's service. We do here. We don't just hear, hear, we actually do. 
and the thing that you should do, the very least you should do, is pray with me. Pray for me if you want to, but I want you to pray for yourself. I need your prayers too, but first I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to see what a little talk with, with Jesus will do. <clears throat> okay? Give me a thumbs up, Daniqua, please. Give me a thumbs up. Danielle, please, give me a thumbs up. Daniel Ezekiel, please. <clears throat> give me a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Let's move forward. Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for him coming the first time. I thank you, Lord, for him being with us today. And Lord, I thank you that he is coming in the future. He is my only hope and my blessed hope. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us all down through the years and Lord I cannot stop praising you for you have been so good to a wretch like me and to my wretched family as well and Lord it's been like a miraculous dream what you have done for us to cause us to land where we are uh, from one of the most exciting but treacherous journeys <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the history of the world and you get all of the credit for the good and we'll take the credit for the bad and I give you the glory the praise and the honor for salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material protection and provision mental and physical blessings Lord that you have uh, bestowed upon us down through the years even to this day and Holy Father God now that I have raised all of my children in a godly fashion and way I pray that you'd protect them Lord from uh, the devil and the demons of hell inside the church and outside of the church protect them Lord from evil and devilish family members on both sides who will love to see them corrupted and turn out to be like them. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would surround them with your protection, a band of your holy angels, a wall of your holy fire, and cover them in your precious blood. And I 
pray, Lord, uh, that uh, they will not do as so many young people have done and become depressed and defeated and bitter uh, and angry uh, due to the coronavirus shock. And some, Lord, no doubt, have been affected. Uh, but this is the nature of of uh, our chastisement and our rebuke in the church. I believe they fared better than most because of how they were raised. And Holy Father God, I pray for other children coming out of, pardon me, families that uh, name the name of Christ. And Holy Father God, for those of us who are true uh, believing Christians, for Jesus Christ's sake, have continued mercy and grace upon us. And please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our faults, and our failures. As we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And, uh, Lord, we pray that you would crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us all. Fill us all afresh and anew, uh, who are saved with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the freedom and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit, and change us from the inside out. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, for those who are in the church but who are not truly saved and born again. Lord, I include in this prayer my wife, Marika White, and others in our family on both sides. Open blinded eyes and unstopped deaf ears and save Lord, their souls, if they want to be saved and if they're willing to humble themselves and admit they have not been saved all of this time and they have no fruit to show for it, help them, Lord, to, uh, uh, my wife included, to truly believe in you and be humble enough to admit that they have simply been religious but lost all of these years. And Holy Father God, I pray uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Lord, I pray this for people in churches all across the country and around the globe. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would also cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of my wife, Marika White, and out of all of our family members, in a merciful and miraculous way, give us all sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Deliver us, Lord, uh, from the snare of Satan. Please rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Lord, from my wife, from our family, and from all other Christian families that name the name of Christ. And Lord, I do pray 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for those of us who are saved tonight. Deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, and tongues, and attitudes, and temperaments that we would not sin against you. And Holy Father God, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Grant us indeed your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right. And help us all who are truly saved and born again to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love in a very real sense. And uh, Holy Father God, uh, we pray this for everybody who names the name of Christ. And we pray, Lord, in this topsy-turvy world, Lord, help people not to get to the point of depression and doubt. Help us who are saved, Lord, and we pray that you'll lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits, so that we will never get to that point. And Lord, I do pray tonight also uh, that you would deliver those of us who are saved from our tri tribulations, troubles, and trials, and temptations, and tests, and tensions, and distresses, and afflictions. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you for putting in our hearts a desire to make sure that we have confessed our sins before we can expect anything from you, and that we have repented of our sins and we have uh, turned from our evil ways and we have uh, been obedient to you. And so, as uh, the man said so long ago, who was over the prayer seminar ministry, uh, Lord, help us to always be on praying ground so that we can be on prayer answering ground as well. And Holy Father God, we pray that you deliver us tonight, all of us who are saved and born again, from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress, problems, troubles, and difficulties that we're facing. And uh, protect all people everywhere, Lord, from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, and utilities crisis. And we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and mourning around the world as you see fit. Lord, let your will be done. And Lord, we just want to fulfill our righteousness and we want to pray the way that we think you want us to pray. We don't want to overstep our bounds. Um, so Lord, let your will be done in our hours. And uh, at the same time, Lord, we don't want to be seen by you or anybody else as being selfish in our prayers 
We want to pray for the saved and the lost, and we want to pray not only for America, but for Ukraine and Russia and all other countries of the world. For Lord, uh, red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in your sight. And uh, I pray that you would bless and protect my family and all other families that name the name of Christ tonight from ourselves and from our flesh and from the devil and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Cover us and color us. Cover us and cleanse us rather than the precious blood of Christ. Place, Lord, upon us the whole armor of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Lord, grant me your energy and your strength, your unction and your anointing, your fruit and your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your holy word, to pray, to preach your holy word, to preach your holy gospel. And we pray, Lord, for at least one soul to get saved tonight. Please take all glory to your name. Lift up your holy son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For we're not even worthy to give you the glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And for his sake. Amen. I tell you what, you all gonna get me fired up here. In a devotional service. Water is very important in this heat. So make sure you drink plenty of water. And if you're kind of down financially and all you can do is drink some uh, water out the faucet, do that. But drink, drink that water. Because the heat is going up, they told me today. Right here. I think you can get away with it. Hello? Hello? Proverbs chapter 9, verses 11 through 18. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. The Holy Bible reads, For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear it. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knoweth nothing. For she sitteth at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city 
and to call passengers who go right on their ways. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. And as for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he knoweth not that the dead are there, and that her guests are in the depths of hell. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your powerful and mighty holy word, your weighty word. And I pray that it would find a lodging place in all of our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. And help us to meditate on it, help us to understand it, help us to comprehend it, help us to obey it, help us to live by it, and to apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray, and for his sake. Amen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast episode number nine hundred and eighty five where I simply read the Word of God, and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary, and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. Uh, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the eternal burning hell. It is quite amazing in Matthew chapter 5 a very pivotal uh, chapter and right smack dab in the middle 
of when Jesus Christ said, if a man lusts after a woman in his heart, he has committed adultery with her already. And the passage dealing with divorce, how that Jesus Christ totally changed the game and edited Moses by saying, I say unto you that if a man puts away his wife other than the reason of adultery, fornication, then he causes her to commit adultery and the person who marries her will be committing adultery too. In other words, don't get a divorce. No writing of divorcement papers. But right connected to that, adjacent to that, uh, proper uh, dealing with the man lusting after a woman in his heart, Jesus bursts into another one of his many sermons on hell. Connected to the eye, uh, the, the man uh, using his eyes to lust after a woman. He says, if, uh, if your eye offends you or causes you to sin, pluck out your eyes. Better for you to go to heaven with one eye than to go to hell with two eyes. Pardon me. So, uh, his preaching on that is connected to our sins. He wants us to understand it's better for you to stop your sinning, repent of your sinning, and believe in me so that your soul can be saved from that awful place called hell. Jesus Christ, my friends, said the most important words in the history of mankind when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, dear friend, God loves you. There's no question about that. For God so loved the world, that includes you. He gave up his only begotten son, the son born of the Virgin Mary, who never sinned in word, thought, or deed, or attitude, who is our, according to John the Baptist, the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. And he himself said, all you have to do is believe in me. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, he was speaking of himself, should not perish. In other words, you will not go to hell. This is very simple. But have everlasting life. You'll go to heaven because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you and for me and everybody. And he says himself, all you have to do is believe in me. He didn't say you had to join a church. He didn't say you had to get baptized. He didn't say you had to speak in some unknown tongue. He didn't say you had to give a thousand dollar seed offering. He didn't say that you had to give uh, thousands of dollars to the church. All he tells you to do to be saved from hell is believe in him. He paid it all. He completely, 100% paid your sin debt. And my friend, if you want to be saved tonight, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Call on his name. For the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pray and ask him to save your soul today. And he will save you. I will help you. Pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase. And mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Understanding that you need Jesus Christ because you are a sinner. For you have lusted after people and things before yourself. And in this context that Jesus was preaching in that I told you about, he connected people's sins with them going to hell and not believing in him, uh, leading them to hell. For once you believe in Jesus Christ, you will be saved from hell. So let's call on his name. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. And get saved tonight. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. I have lusted with my eyes before and in my heart. I have lied before. I have stolen things before. I have disobeyed and dishonored my parents. I have disobeyed you and dishonored you by taking your holy name in vain. And I have committed many other sins in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. 
my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of all of my sins. Help me to change and help me to follow you in the new life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now dear friend, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and you uh, pray that prayer with me. Congratulations for doing the most important thing in life. And that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And praying that prayer of salvation. Now to help you to grow in the faith and to become the strong Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Go to gospellightsociety.com or gospellighthouseofprayer.com and read my book, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It will help you uh, take the next steps that you need to take as a Christian disciple to grow in the faith and to become stronger in the faith. It will tell you exactly what you need to do next. Also, uh, email us and let us know that you got saved tonight. We have uh, some materials that we want to send you free of charge. The book is free of charge as well to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, if you're going through a difficult time and you want somebody to pray for you, that's what we do and have been doing it for many years for many people and we'll be glad to add you to the prowess. At this time we're going to go right back into our service standing between the living and the dead nearly almost nearly 800 services uh, and for those of you who got saved tonight this will be your first Bible study. We're in the book of Malachi tonight, chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. <clears throat> chapter 3, verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. 
and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. You see in that passage how God is in control of everything, even how soon your fruit hits the ground. So uh, it would be wise for all of us to confess our sins and repent of our sins and obey the Lord, for this principle is universal. And so that was Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. Now, beloved, here is the sense of it, pardon me. Here is the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost and with the help of the BKC. This promise was a reaffirmation of the obedience-blessing relationship specified in the Mosaic Law. What the people were experiencing was the disobedience-curse arrangement also given in that covenant. This covenant was a gracious provision for Israel. No other nation had such promises from God. Since the word of God is sure, God's part of the covenant arrangement would definitely be carried out. Israel could attest to this because she was experiencing certain curses in return for her disobedience. And this principle, too, is universal. Uh, it's a principle here that bears out with all people. Uh, if we don't obey God, we will not be blessed. That's just the way it is, people. Anything different than that that you hear from pulpits is just not real. It's not true. Our God is the same. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It may, something may have been written for a certain group, but the principles apply across the board, everywhere. And that's not only in the, uh, I'm not coming just from the Bible, I'm coming from experience as well. Not only my experience, but the experience of thousands upon thousands of Christians who are living today. We have sown the wind and we're reaping the whirlwind. That's what's happening. You don't need to worry about the rapture. Most of you out there who claim to be Christian, you don't need to worry about the rapture because you're not rapture ready. Yeah, I know you don't like it, but that's the truth. I don't know. Oh, I guess the rapture is going to take place. You don't need to be worried about the rapture. You, you need to be worried about confessing your sins, Christian friend, Repenting of your sins, getting your heart right, getting sin out of your life. Stop being a proud, stubborn, rebellious, evil uh, warlock or witch of a person. You did. You need to. You need to deal with where the rubber meets the road, the meat and potato issues 
in your personal life and in your family life. Uh, being a good husband, being a good wife, being a good teenager, being a good adult child, being a good uh, uh, younger child, being a good father, being a good mother. Huh? I guess this is the end of the world. I guess this, the rapture is getting ready to take place. What are you, why are you worried about that? You're not even rapture ready. You're being chastised. You're being rebuked for the evil that you've done for many years. That's what's happening. Okay, so you don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, if I were you, I would not be worried about that. Seriously. Mm -mm, not at all. Not at all. All of a sudden, you have become a. a uh, theologian on end-time prophecies all of a sudden. You, you, you don't have your own personal life prophecies down pat. You don't have your family life issues down pat. You still have a girlfriend on the side and, you, and you're thinking about going down to the nudist colony and do some swinging. Christian, by the way, nudist colony is in the news today. I'm with Dr. David Jeremiah. I thought, I thought I'd never see the day. I thought I would never see the day. The last thing on earth we need in, in Christianity today is a nudist colony for Christians. You, you've got to be kidding me. You've lost your righteous minds, people. Because that leads to adultery, which leads to swinging, Leads to homosexuality. Leads to trouble in your marriage. Divorce. Ruined families. Ruined ministries. And on and on. Anyway. The Lord then appealed to his covenant promises. In challenging Israel to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there would be adequate food for the priest. God was basically telling the people back then, and God tells us today, you take care of me and my house, I'll take care of you. That's, that's, that's what he's basically saying, okay? And I don't know where you people get this from, where God is just going to bless you for nothing and do, and do things for you for nothing. And, and what... If you were God, would you let? Would you have a system like that where you just bless people? They don't do right. They disobey you. They ignore you. They push you to the periphery. They marginalize you. They don't pray to you. Don't obey you. If you were God, you wouldn't do that. You would hang something out there, and if they do it, then I will bless you. And that's how you learn obedience. Unless you you tired of being blessed, I I I I'm I, I, listen. I thank God for His blessings. I thank God, man. I I, I love being blessed. So I'm gonna just go. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna go ahead on and conform to whatever He told me to do, and not do what He told me not to do. 
because I like the blessings she bestows upon me, and, and, the, and the blessings that God bestows upon people when they obey him are thick and wide. It's not just what you think it is. There's many other things like peace and joy and contentment and purpose and something significant to do with your life. These are all blessings from God, man. When God has a calling on you and God pushes you and drives you to do something for him that matters and that counts, but that's a blessing from God. Jack and Jackie, that's a blessing from God. I feel sorry for you people sitting on your do-nothing, doing nothing, and you're miserable and you're sad and you're pitiful, and, and you're full of uh, sin and evil and whoredom and creeping at night and all of this kind of thing. You've turned into a lesbian in the church. You've turned into a homosexual in the church. And you are trying your best in joining people to justify the abominable evil that you're doing. And you're miserable and you're sad and you're pitiful. And you're mad at other people who are at peace. And who are being blessed of the Lord. My brethren, these things are not so to be. As Brother James for you. You would not be that way. So do what God has commanded you to do. So that you can be blessed with his full blessings. Storehouse refers to a special room or rooms in the temple. Pardon me. For keeping tithe grain. By doing this, the people would see that God would open heaven's floodgates and pour out blessings on them. You do what I tell you to do. You obey me. It may sound strange to you that I want you to give a tithe and an offering. Uh, only I can make up something like that. And I'll bless you with not only the 90% or the 85% <clears throat> or the 80%, but I'll, I'll, I'll bless you next time around even more. These blessings would include agricultural prosperity, good crops, not destroyed by pests, and undamaged vines. You know what's wrong with America? God's people are stingy. God's people have not given back to God as they should. Whether you believe in tithing and offerings or you believe in grace giving. Those of you who believe in grace giving, that's fine. But you are, the starting point still ought to be 10%. If that's what the Old Testament people did, that's what God told the Old Testament people to do. Are you crazy? <laughs> it can't be 3% and 4% and 5%. God's house is not going to be taken care of like that. Grace giving is good if that's what you want to do. But, but grace ought to exceed law. 
You ought to probably start at 20%. Considering the grace that God has poured upon you. But for the grace of God. You'd be in hell. See, that's what I've always believed. And a good reputation among all the nations. That's what's wrong with America now. We, 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 we have disobeyed God. We have forsaken God. And everything is falling apart. Everything. There are people living today who have never seen this country like this before. You're talking about similar, that's that stuff we never gave a thought to. Babies don't even have the, the little fake breast milk. They can't even get, people from other countries got to ship baby milk to our babies. Are you kidding me? Uh, we have 365 days in the year. We've already had 306, not just 306 murders, but six, 306 mass shootings. Man, God is not with America. I don't care if you like it or not. I don't care how patriotic you are. I'm more patriotic than you are. I've been in the military. And I've been around the world. And I know how blessed this country was. So don't come to me with that. Oh, you're not a patriot. You're not patriot. Don't come to me with that, man. Have you been in the military? Did you go? Huh? Are you a veteran like I am? I don't want to hear that. Don't come to me with that. Because see, you're going to make me say something. That's going to offend my sweet evangelical brethren. <laughs> you hear me? I, I, I don't want to hear it. Look at me real good. I don't want to hear that. I'm telling you the truth. We are under chastisement and rebuking the church. And we're under judgment in this country called America. And the church led the country to this. Whether you like it or not. God always deals with his people. And, and God... God loves everybody. He wants to see everybody blessed and happy and so forth. But God does not mind bringing the boom down on you when you won't listen to him, man, woman. Are you crazy? <laughs> That's what's happening to us. This is, this is unheard of. This last kid who got a gun bigger than himself. Looking like a minion. Some people need to be arrested for how they look. We have no discernment in this in this country. You can spy on Putin, but you can't spy on these dumb, dumb acting devils. Are you kidding me? As soon as they draw some demonic figure, you ought to be on their behind. Pull him in, call him in. Why you draw this picture, man? Why you say that right there? What's going on in your brain, boy? We we gonna need to detain you. We have a new law to detain people like you, people who are demon possessed. Okay. Seriously, I mean, we. Uh, let me just say something that, that God put down in my spirit yesterday. I was reading something and I. I got up, and, and, and I was not reading about this, but I got up, I was getting up, rather, and in my, God dropped something in my spirit. 
that, yes, I thank God for freedom and liberty, but law and government is designed, is supposed to be designed by God to stop this foolishness that is going on in this country. Hurting people, hurting families for generations, little children's heads blown off, and all this kind of thing. Uh, no. Government, governments by God and for God, it, it, it is not about expanding freedoms to do evil. It cannot be about that. And, and somehow, this is how our country has been wired. It's not, it's not based upon the, the Constitution and what, it's not based upon uh, what they wrote in the earlier days of this country. It's something that has been extrapolated out that our job is to expand people's freedom so much so to do evil, to be homosexuals and to be lesbians, and uh, to have guns to shoot people at will, dressed up like a woman as drag. I mean, see, 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 look at me. In this nice little quaint town, Somebody should have done something when they saw a man dressed up as drag, looking like a devil, out of hell, climbing a ladder in a dress with a backpack or something. It seems to me that somebody should have said something and did something and got on that ladder and pulled his behind down off that ladder. And, and let it, unless you and I get it on. Somebody, somebody, but see, in our country, in our place called America, our country called America, we see that right there. Oh, that's, that's just an interesting person. And he has the freedom to dress up as a drag queen and climb a ladder like a man. That's stupid, people. And, and this country is paying for it for stupid, a stupid philosophy. It's not about the law, it, 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 it's, it's a stupid mentality. Well, our country is supposed to, our, our main purpose to, uh, uh, our main purpose is to exist, to uh, give out freedoms that don't help anybody, including the people who get the freedom to do their wickedness. In the words of Bishop Daniel White Jr., that's ass backwards. Sorry, folks. <clears throat> anyway, these blessings simply awaited their obedience. One must be careful in applying these promises. As some would say, some theologians would say, uh, to believers today, we understand that. However, these principles apply to believers today. The Mosaic Covenant with its promises of material blessings to Israel for her obedience 
is no longer uh, well I, I disagree with that so I'm not going to say that however the New Testament speaks about generosity and giving while not requiring a tithe of believers today the New Testament does speak of God's blessing on those who give generously to the needs of the church and the ministry and especially to those who labor in the word shall we pray holy father god in heaven we pray in the name of the lord jesus christ help us all to take heed to your holy word help us to be doers of your holy word and not just hearers in jesus christ's name we pray and for sake amen now dear friends we go to the family verses our family segment and we're at Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 20 I read these first three yesterday we're gonna go uh, at least three more tonight finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might Put on the whole arm of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil and you will need that for the spiritual warfare against your family. You may not want to fight but you better fight uh, while you're raising your family. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And these devils and these demons, they want to destroy everything that's good. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. You know what it's going to take to protect your family? And to see your family become successful, meaning that the marriage stays together for 30 or 40 years or until death do you part. Your children are raised up having accomplished things and having made great strides in education and so forth. And are able to go out on their own and and uh, take care of business and take care of themselves. All of my children, by the grace of God, who were not on their own, they, they have not had to come back home. They have not had to ask me for anything. In fact, they're in the process of unburdening me, knowing that I pulled a double shift that I did everything I could to raise them for I virtually raised them by myself and I thank God my oldest two daughters helped out tremendously and they're still helping out today and God has caused us to land very well on the other side of an amazing 
and treacherous journey. And we give him all of the glory, praise, and honor. You know what it's going to take? You're going to have to stand. Husband, you're going to have to plant your feet and stand. <clears throat> and if you stand, uh, your children will stand with you. Your wife should. She may or may not. But if you take a stand, your children will stand with you. If you're following God and you're following Christ, God will bless it. But you're going to have to take a stand against the devil and not let the devil flood in and destroy your marriage and your family. Stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Put your family to work for God and God will bless your family. Give your family something to do for the kingdom and you be the pastor of that work. The ministry director of that ministry with the church and without the church. You serve God and you lead your family to serve God and you let your family know that you are on mission for God, for Jesus. You are a battalion ready to fight. So uh, we'll leave it tonight at verse 16 and we'll pick it up tomorrow if the Lord should tarry his coming and we live. At verse 16. Let's pray for other families saved and lost and other people. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of those families that don't know you. Lord, send a soul on by to reach them with the gospel. Save souls through gospel tracts and pamphlets. Revive all families who name the name of Christ. And uh, help all families make a beeline to your holy word. Your commandments regarding marriage and family. For if they do them and they obey you, their marriage and family will become a success. It will be rough, but it will be successful. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning in this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ. Please forgive us all of our sins, our faults, and our failures. When it comes to obeying your great commandment and your great commission. For we have not done so. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our wicked sins of not doing so and help us to truly repent of our wicked sins and holy 
Father God, help us all who name the name of Christ to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent and to get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would protect, provide for, and deliver all of your Christian people who are being persecuted in this country, in Nigeria, in Kenya, in China, and around the globe. We pray that you would grant us your grace for our trying hours and for our dying hours as well, if that be your will. Lord, help us to be ready and help us to get ready. And Holy Father, God, we pray for all people who are in the ministry of government. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the presidents and all world leaders, as well as all the way down to police officers. And Lord, we pray that you would save them all, revive those who are saved, save those who are lost, and cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who have that problem, that we may lead peaceful and quiet lives. And thank you for the peaceful and quiet years we did have. And Lord, uh, it would be nice to get back to those days, but Lord, let your will be done as you chastise the church, as you rebuke the church, and as you judge the world. And so, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the millions of people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and other, which is on the increase again, along with other plagues. And we pray, Lord, not only for the millions who are suffering, but we pray for some families by name. We pray for the family and friends of Albanian resident Gilaza Rashi. We pray for the family and friends of Missouri resident Terry Slater Bynum. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of California resident Kenneth Fred Leifer. We pray for the family and friends of India resident Krishna uh, Kejral. And we pray for the family and friends of India resident Lucky Shania. And Holy Father God, we pray now for all of the prayer requests and the thousands of people that we have had the privilege to pray for by your grace and strength uh, personally and for all of their needs for years repeatedly. And we thank you for the thousands of answers to prayer. And we pray today for all of them, including these people on the new list. And we pray, Lord, <clears throat> for salvation, spiritual, family, life, uh, financial, material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. Protect them all from the coronavirus and other uh, plagues. And, Lord, we pray for some by name. We pray for Nita. Please save and comfort uh, Dr. Zelenko's family and friends after <clears throat> his death. Please heal Nita's tooth, nerves, tonsils, ears, and legs, which are numb and weak. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi. Thank you for the new church founded in Bondini. Thank you for the successful leadership meeting in Bungama. Thank you and for, thank you Lord, for the soul saved 
at Sister Billia's funeral. Please heal Timothy completely and provide for his family. Please heal Melanie's eyes completely. Provide her with the contact lenses she needs. Please bless the women's seminar. Please comfort the family of Sister Tabitha after her death. We pray, Lord, for Linda. Please heal Linda mentally and emotionally and bless her with a good long-term job with benefits. And now, Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry, uh, Lord, we pray for the thousands and we pray for these few, Abraham, Samson, Nikki, uh, Dixon, and Deb. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ as well. And we pray, Lord, for Alvaro, Omira, Michelle, Cost, and Angel. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. And let your will be done in our lives too. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, may God bless you and may God keep you. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. It's been a joy to be with you. I know I have some other sermons to preach. I will preach them. But at my age, I have to pace myself. And uh, this right here that we've just experienced is a daily service that must be done. And uh, I get so much from it, and others do too. And so I have not forgotten the other sermons. I, they were, they're already done. And, uh, uh, and maybe I'll preach one of them tomorrow night. Maybe we'll do this service earlier. So God bless you. Until next time, make sure you pray. Pardon me. Make sure you pray without ceasing. Make sure you read and meditate on the Word of God. Have many... A uh, little talk with Jesus, and everything will be all right. If you're not saved, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we praise you and we thank you for giving us this service tonight. Bless it and use it around the world and glorify your holy name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.